I'm Zach Dunlap, pastor of Multisite at Birmingham and Berkeley First. Welcome to Church Folks, the new podcast where we interview folks from our church community about who they are and what God is doing in their lives. Throughout the Bible, people are encouraged to bear witness to what they have seen and heard. Continuing in that tradition, this podcast offers a forum for people to get to know one another and be inspired. Our hope is that the stories of these church folks empower you to share your stories, to inspire others, and to be a part of beloved community together. I am here today with Julie White, who is the Children's Ministry Coordinator at Berkeley First. Julie, you have five boys, including two sets of twins. I think the world wants to know, how do you stay sane? How do I stay sane? Um, Nap time is my favorite part of any day, if at all possible. That is one thing that I do to stay sane. Um, My husband, Brian, and I are very good at tag teaming. So we take turns. If one of us looks like we are about to keel over, (laughs) we tag team and I go upstairs and he takes over and we just give each other a break that way. But we are very blessed to have family close as well. That helps a lot. For sure. For sure. And um, did you grow up in this general area? Yeah, I went to high school in Royal Oak. Uh, Started elementary school in sixth grade in Royal Oak and then stayed through. My family moved away to Wixom as as my senior year came. They moved away and I drove in every year to school because I wanted to stay in Royal Oak. Okay. Interesting. And now you and your husband, Brian, um, went to high school together and overlapped, but, but didn't really hang out at high school. You didn't really get together until later in life, right? Correct. We actually met in the sixth grade. We went to elementary school together and then junior high and then high school, but we both ran in different crowds. We both actually had choir together, but just never connected in any way that way. So after about 10 years after high school, we connected again. We actually connected again via MySpace, which for those of you that don't know, that maybe are much younger, MySpace came along before Facebook. So we connected again on MySpace. And then I went to a concert. He had just started playing in a band and I went to see the band play. And we connected there. That's awesome. What value do you find in being a part of Christian community? We love to, when I say we, is Brian and I, because we do a lot of talking about this. We love that we have a place that we can call our home. It's our home away from home. So when we walk into our church, we want to feel at home. Um, I think that everybody here makes us feel that way. And we, along with everybody, just click. And it's like our home. So the kids that are here running around the church, I treat them as my kids. The other staff members, I treat as siblings. Like we just work together so well. And I think that's one of the great reasons why I love to work here. What brought you to Berkeley first as a church? And then um, what helped you make that that leap to go from a uh, churchgoer to, to uh, fully participating in the life of the church and then eventually even becoming a part of the staff? Yeah, so we came to VBS one summer. And I came in not knowing anybody or anything. A couple friends had signed up as well. So I came in and I went to the registration table and I met a woman named Rachel. 
And come to find out later, that was your wife, Pastor Rachel now. And I had no idea she was the pastor's wife. She was so welcoming and so like happy to see us there, whether she knew us or not. And it just made me feel amazing. And so I went home and I said to Brian, I really want to go check out that church. And he said, well, you do know that's the church that uh, Chris Freeman works at, right? The one you said that we couldn't follow Chris to? (laughs) And I said, oh, okay, well, let's follow Chris to that church then. (laughs) So we came to church the next week. And I think Brian sang the week after that. Chris brought him in to sing. And we were just connected from then. Like we felt at home from the moment we were here and welcomed and the kids loved it and we loved it. And it's right in the community, which is amazing. You guys really did not uh, wade in the the shallow end of the pool for long at all. You kind of <laughs> dove right in when exactly. you arrived here at Berkeley first. And now you're a part of a team, the children and family ministry team um, across both campuses. Your work is primarily focused here at Berkeley first, um, but from my observation, it seems like children and family ministries really gets what it means to be multi-site, to be one church in multiple locations with the Birmingham First Campus over on West Maple and the Berkeley First Campus on 12 Mile Road, and um, that you understand what it means to have essentials that we're in agreement on and that are the same across campuses but then for each location to also have its own feel and flavor. I feel like you guys really get that. Can you speak to that at all? Why do you think that is? Do you think that that is the case? Um, what does it mean for you to be a part of a church that is multi-site? Absolutely. I think it's amazing. Since COVID and all the things that have changed us, working together with Kim over at Birmingham and their team, We just fit so well together this summer. We did VBS together. We did a compassion camp together. We did a Berkeley VBS as well together. And it's nice to see how they do things there and for them to see how we do things here and to just know what works and what might not work depending on the campus that you're at. And just to have somebody have your back so that it's not just me running things here. I have someone to bounce ideas off of. They join in on anything that we need to do or that I need them to help me with. And I think it's great to have the connections between our kids and the Birmingham kids and have them mix, but also have separate activities as well, but just offer the the opportunity to get us all together as one for kids to meet other kids. One of my favorite things we did this past summer was 45 Christians. We took kids to do mission opportunities and it was, maybe half Berkeley and half Birmingham kids mixing together. They all got along great. They had so much fun together. And my kids would ask for weeks after, mom, is it Tuesday again? Can we go? That's I'm awesome. Like, it's done for now, buddy. Next, next summer we'll do it. So I just love that my kids want to interact with the other church and they love to go there and see new things that they don't see here on a weekly basis. What are some events that we have planned either Berkeley campus, Birmingham campus are combined that you're looking forward to over the course of the next few months. I'm excited that we will be having a Christmas pageant at Berkeley this year for the first time ever. And my husband, Brian, will be in charge of the music and I will be the producer of the pageant, which I have to say I'm a little nervous about since it's Uh the first time we're having one. 
but I know that we'll figure it out and it'll rock. And that's one of those campuses influencing campuses uh, kind of things. I mean, the Birmingham campus um, has, has, has long had uh, a children's Christmas pageant kind of thing and different uh, children's choirs and everything that just do a tremendous job, um, not only on Christmas Eve, but throughout the Advent season. And then um, to be able to say, oh, what might that look like in a Berkeley context? Um, it's going to be really fun to live into that together. I'm excited for all that you are brainstorming right now to see that take action. It will be great to see the little kids' faces up front so that everybody can see them performing and see what we do in children's ministry. Absolutely. I know that in children's ministry at Birmingham and Berkeley First, a lot of care goes into ensuring that we are providing as safe of an environment as possible for children. Can you speak to some of our practices, both COVID and otherwise, that we do to keep kids safe? So here at Berkeley First, we have each volunteer turn in a background check before that they, before they can be in the classroom. We also keep two deep, which means that two adults or one adult and a youth have to be in the classroom along with the children at a time. And then now with COVID, we are extremely careful with having everybody masked all the volunteers are masked and all the children are masked if they're above the age of two. How can we as parents help our children understand how much Jesus loves them? I think being the role model for your children is the number one way to show them that God is in their world as well. I think that watching you open your Bible and having some alone Bible time, just them seeing you do that shows them that, that it's important to you, so it will be important to them. Also, in our household, we have an extremely loving relationship where most people don't believe it, but Brian and I don't really fight. We don't really have anything to fight about. So our kids see that every day, and they see how we treat each other and how we act at home so that they will know how to do that with their spouse one day or with even their friends at school or others. They will see that it's important to think about things before you react and to just talk things out. In our house, there's a lot of communication and communication is super important to us. That's huge. That's huge. Being able to model what a healthy relationship looks like, being able to model what it looks like to be in relationship with God and to be in prayer together, or just like you said, your kids seeing you opening your Bible and actually reading it, that this isn't something that we just do at church, um, but that we are really actively being church um, as we go about our daily life. Along those same lines, how can we lead our kids in loving others? I think that's part of it as well. Just watching how we love as a family teaches them to love others. We can lead them by example and by reading them stories from the Bible about love. Choosing something that you want to focus on to teach them. Maybe each week, choose a different idea or scripture to focus on with them that they can work together as a family to conquer. I think one thing that 
our children's ministry team does really well too, is there's oftentimes a craft or a little handout or some sort of take home thing that um, kids can bring back with them. And, you know, I'm a parent. Hey, I get it. Like I understand (laughs) that a lot of times those crafts and those handouts go like almost immediately into the recycling bin at home. Um, But I'd really encourage you to at least glance at that. You know, if you, if you want to stick it up on your fridge or read through the whole thing, touchdown, you know, look for those points of intersection where you can, um, bring it up again to your kids throughout the week. Um, but at the very least glance at it and, uh, at least have an understanding about what your kids are learning in Sunday school. Um, Sunday school is not just something that kind of gets the kids out of the way so that the adults can worship. That's not how we do things. It's about, um, each person being able to encounter God at their level and in a way that's engaging, for them. So some kids obviously stay in the worship service and that's great. We encourage that. We welcome that. Um, but for the kids that go to Sunday school, um, if you're a parent or a grandparent or somebody else who's bringing a neighbor kid, um, I encourage you to look over that sheet and uh, ask them what they learned and then maybe bring it up to them a couple days later to help reinforce those themes. Scripture says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Um, Obviously, we all know exceptions to that. But we, as individuals and as church together, um, can really work to raise up our kids. I just want to add that my absolute favorite part of Sunday morning is when I make eye contact with one of the littles and they just come charging at me, they're excited to see me. They haven't seen me since the Sunday before they call me by name. They come running up and grab me. There are certain ones that just climb up me like, you know, a ladder (laughs) and they're excited to see me. And it's great to have that connection with the kids and have them excited to come in. And the things that they work on, they really take the time and effort to work on those crafts and those things that we make while I am teaching them what it means. So they can go home and share with their parents what they've made. And as they're leaving, I usually reiterate the point from the day so that it reminds them of what they should share with mom and dad or whoever picks them up. That's fantastic. Julie, I've got a couple of questions just about kind of your own personal walk with Christ. What is the hardest thing you have ever been through? Oh, the hardest thing that I've ever been to, the the first thing that comes to mind right now is my dad was just diagnosed with dementia uh, about a year ago. And over the past year, he has declined to a point where he's now in a group home. So we've had a lot of challenges with my siblings and just time in general, trying to find to be with him and give him what he needs and help him to be in a safe and healthy and happy place. So the past year has been a challenge and COVID didn't help any of that, you know, with the distance we had to keep between everybody. And, um, but I'm happy to say that he is now in a better place. He is comfortable. He's in a group home with five other people and he seems really happy. So it's nice to be able to go and see him now and actually be able to visit Yeah, and not have to take care of him the whole time or shower him or give him his medicine. Someone else is there to do that while we just love on him. Yeah. Yeah. To know that he's being cared for without having to have the weight of that personal responsibility. Exactly. What would you say to someone who's 
may be feeling weighed down right now. Maybe they're going through a similar situation or maybe it's a totally different situation, but they're just feeling kind of that crushing weight. What words of encouragement might you offer them? Absolutely. Sometimes it feels like you're treading water and you just can't get to where you need to go. I say reach out to others and just find someone else who's gone through something similar or that can just give you a few ideas of how to help you get through what's going on. For me, I had my husband that I could reach out to and he was my strength and he would do anything I needed him to do to help me get through. Um, if you have siblings, reach out to them and just just be open and honest and find someone that can help you. Don't take it all in yourself and just let it smother you. You have to reach out and ask for help. One last question. And you mentioned nap time uh, early on in this conversation. Um, what value do you find in creating space for rest, space for Sabbath for yourself and for your family? Uh, I absolutely believe in taking the time for yourself or for your family and just closing yourself off from the world. We went up north this past weekend, just my family, the five kids, husband and I, and we did nothing but hang out together on the beach, watching a movie, snuggle time, just us. And it was so nice to close out the world and not worry about anything else, not answer work emails, not answer texts from other friends, just put the time in for us. And it actually was an amazing weekend. It was calm and we weren't stressed about anything. And it's super important to stay sane, especially yeah. as a mom of five, to stay sane doing things like that. And like I said earlier, we tag team and give each other breaks and I'll take a nap and Brian can nap on the couch with all the five kids jumping on him. <laughs> I cannot do that. So I go upstairs and I lock the door and I take a nap and he takes on the kids for a few hours. So that's how we do it. Because we can pour and pour and pour into our kids, into other people's kids, into ministry, into work. Um, but we have to have those times of replenishing, those times where where we can rest and recharge and then eventually return to those other people and those other things. <laughs> we always have to eventually. Any closing words of wisdom or encouragement you'd like to offer? Mm. Bring your kids to church because I want to see them. Come see us, send them in with me, and I will teach them all they need to know about God and about the amazing things in our lives. Thanks so much, Julie. It's a joy to know you and your family and to be the church together. That concludes this episode of Church Folks. Thanks for joining us. You can find out more about Birmingham and Berkeley First on our websites, fumcbirmingham.org and berkeleyfirst.org. Take some time this week to share your story, listen to the stories of others, and look for those points of intersection with the greatest story ever told, the continually unfolding story of God's love in Jesus Christ. Peace.